Hello everybody, Editing Brad coming to you from the future. Ooh, so spooky. Anyway, so, the reason I'm here. I know you were all expecting Gun Frontier this week, however, we were having issues with getting that episode recorded. So, instead, we decided to bring you My Neighbor Totoro from our backlog. So, hope you all enjoy, and we'll see you later. Bye bye Also, one last thing before I go. So, we had some... Just a little bit of difficulties recording this one too, so there's going to be bits and pieces of audio taken out here or there. I apologize for the inconvenience, however, I, 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 I just couldn't save the audio, sorry. Anyway, enjoy. Bye! Hello guys, it's me, Blue. Welcome and welcome back to my anime. To my anime. To me and me anime. Two oh my god, weeks this is- in a row. Two weeks in a row. This is so bad. This is your anime again. It's my... Welcome back to my anime. This is my life, my anime. You all have to bear with me because I am the center of the universe. The world revolves around me. Nice to meet you. Um, Look, I'm going to need you to stop being so selfish, okay? This might be your anime, but this is our podcast, so let's (laughs) rein it in a little bit. Just just a hair. Just take about 10 to 15% off and we'll be fine. Nope, I'm always at 500%. So, sucks to be you, I'm the star of the show. And... I mean, you're not wrong, however, rain in a tad. (laughs) Anyway, you've already heard him. Uh, That is my stupendous uh, co-host there. Ooh, changing it up this week. Hi, I am Brad. (laughs) Yes, that is Brad. Um... And you know what's funny is something that you guys don't hear uh, listening at home is that Brad and I, we have a good few minutes of us just having a, a good old chin wag before we actually um, start recording and uh, or start getting into the show. Um, and uh, I think, I feel like every week I'm getting more and more abrupt with just suddenly starting the intro and I feel like one day Brad's <laughs> going to be like mid-sentence and I'm just going to be like, hello guys. No, you see, here's the thing. Every week since we've started this, we're on week, what, 13 now, I think? Something like that. Or week 14, sorry. This is week 14. So, um, I am almost tempted every week to just steal your intro, steal it for myself, and just have a ball. But I don't because I respect you as a person, as a co-host, and because a certain someone who listens to this will probably kill me if I do. (laughs) So I will keep it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny though. It's just one one week I'm just gonna be like and then Brad's just gonna be like, hello guys. <laughs> it's gonna and be abrupt it, and I'm just gonna cut you off. It's gonna be oh, great. Yeah. It's gonna be glorious, but just know I'm waiting. Uh I'm gonna steal your <laughs> outro then if that's if that's how we're playing this. I mean, sometimes you like to cut off my outro by saying bye super early, so it you, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry then, okay? <laughs> I, it, look, okay, it's not my fault that you're that, you know, concerned with getting out of here and getting away from me and trying to cut it short. But <laughs> I gotta get my lines in. We're co-hosts. I gotta be somewhat important. <laughs> <laughs> you're not important. You'll never be important. I mean- you right. Oh, <laughs> I was kidding. You right. You right. Oh, jeez. Oh, how are you anyways? I hope you're uh, I- feeling somewhat important at least. <laughs> I always feel important. Oh, girl, that- please. That sassy snap there. 
always, always a sass, 100%. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. Um, depending on when you hear this, because we're kind of in a weird flux of recording right now. Mm-hmm. Because Blue is getting ready to leave for Japan. Yata! Yata! Yeah, so uh, just a quick quick briefing on that. Um, uh, we uh, discussed last week and last week's, possibly last week's, this is this is confusing. Uh, uh, we're trying to do some backlogging for when I get to Japan. I'm trying to get some of these podcasts recorded. Because um, a certain someone doesn't trust me to be able to record these by myself. No, so. I don't. I have to supervise him. <laughs> but also, no. they're, like, we can't have one B without the other. Otherwise, it's just... The B podcast and no nobody yeah. nobody yeah. wants to listen to that. At least yeah, nobody just... wants to listen to just me. Blue, on the other hand, psh, I would listen to that. Oh no, just... I'd be so rambly. <laughs> you at least keep my bunny trails making somewhat of sense. <laughs> just because I can find relatability in everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, you're, you're a very relatable dude. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we're trying to backlog some some podcast episodes for when I head off to Japan. Um, and so we were we were recording two this week. Um, and one of the ones that we had spoken about um, releasing this possibly weekend, possibly not, I don't know, um, has been uh, very taxing for us to watch. I'm sure uh... if, if you have uh, any inkling as to what, if it's already out, then you'll know which one we're talking about. Um, if it's not already out, then uh, you'll have some fun for the future uh, to figure out which one it is. But yeah, uh, we were supposed to release that one this weekend. And it may or may not come out this weekend. We're not entirely sure yet. Um, so Totoro may be there. Uh, that other one may be here. We don't know yet. We will see. It's a big old confusion as to which podcast episode is being released this weekend. But um, yeah, uh, to either future or present people, well, you're all in the future because it's just whether or not you're a future this weekend or a future of in like weeks from now. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you'll have to f- piece the puzzles together and let us know which podcast you think it is that we're talking about but yes today we are going to be recording my neighbor totoro and we'll be getting into that shortly um but until then um yeah we're just we're just gonna have a bit of a chat as we normally do but yeah so at present my poison ivy is almost cleared up <clears throat> which nice. it's been a really weird case because typically like, whenever I get it, it's just on, like, the backs of my knees for some reason. I don't understand why it's always in that fucking place. <clears throat> but anyway, like, this one started out on my neck and worked its way down instead of just, like, staying on my legs and being done with it. Well, mm-hmm. now it's basically cleared up on my stomach, my back, my left arm, but it has moved to my legs. So I'm hoping this is the final resting place for it. Mm. Or if this comes out five weeks from now, hey, it's cleared up. I'm better. Yata. <laughs> really uh, foreshadowing. But yeah, so right. for right now, it's everything's fine. I <clears throat> in that I can't really I can't really complain. I'm just about fully settled in with everything unless I do get the position that I posted for, then life is gonna get hectic again for a little bit. However, I'm I'm very excited with where everything is going. For the future, both with this <clears throat> podcast, with possible life situations. I don't know. I don't do words. <laughs> but outside of that, so I'm also really excited because I unlocked another emote slot last night on Twitch. Ah, uh, 
congratulations. I'm so, I'm so happy. Because I so, have not done this yet, and I have no clue what I want to do for it yet. Ooh, okay, okay. So I, I don't know. You don't know. Um, I I don't because I feel like I give you all of my really good design concepts, and well, then I leave nothing for myself. My zero two Evo is my favorite thing. Yourself? I do not. Well, what about prickles? But you are the one who has the adorable prick. Well, then you can also have an adorable prick and uh, maybe have a, a boy prick. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <gasps> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't do that seriously. <laughs> I lost my shit off. I couldn't do that seriously. <laughs> I tried so hard to say that seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it came out seriously, and then you lost it. <laughs> okay. okay, yeah, I'm not seven. I, I'm a grown adult. <laughs> um, but are you really I'm, not, I'm not seven? seven. I assure you, I'm not seven. Oh, jeez, I'm sorry. That was just I couldn't. Um. Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> if I do design a boy prickles what am i gonna do uh do you want the bow tie you see i thought about that or oh monocle and a top hat Ooh. have sophisticated prickles <laughs> that's a sophisticated prick right there <laughs> <laughs> but okay so i i just came up with an idea <laughs> since it just got brought up so okay. i just recently beat Metal Gear Solid 3 on stream. Mm -hmm. And so I got an idea to do like a big boss style prickles with like a bandana and an eye patch and make prickles look oh. badass. Although that totally goes against <laughs> that smile that prickles has in the emotes and the drawings. It goes against everything that prickles stands for. <laughs> but then again, it also doesn't. Oh my God. And give it a cigar, too. This could be my greatest invention of all time. Yeah, I feel like you need to do this, dude. I feel like you need to have a collection of cacti. I mean, you and I both have a cacti, so the collection is already there. Yep. Uh, so maybe we ought to branch out into other kinds of succulents. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I, I killed one prickles, though, so I kind of... <gasps> yeah, like big prickles? Big prickles died. Oh. Yeah, I don't know how I managed to kill a cactus. I don't know if it was just because of the climate the that cactus. it was in. But yeah, Big Prickles is dead. All I have left is the like tall, thin one with like the pink top hat. Right. And to um, everybody listening, if you haven't followed the adorable prick on Instagram, you're going to have no fucking clue what I'm talking about. <laughs> However, Blue and I have cacti. Shameless promo. Yeah, shameless, <laughs> shameless promo for the Instagrams. However... Blue and I have cacti. You can find photos over there. You'll see what we're talking about. Mine has a bow. It does have a bow. It does have a bow. It's also in the background of my streams. Um, my brother also killed a cactus. I feel like the instructions that come with most cactus actually have you water it too much. And I feel like the reason why they have you water it too much is because people forget to water theirs. So they're like, well, if we say that they aim for this much, then they're not going to water it that much. And so they'll end up watering it the correct amount. <laughs> see, here's the thing. Like, um, I don't, 
like what is the proper watering amount for a cactus? Because with big prickles, Honestly, I was watering it like every two weeks, I think. Honestly, I don't know how mine's still alive because I forget to water it. Um, and then every now and again, it, it'll be the end of stream and I'll be like, oh, I haven't watered it. So whatever's left in my water glass, I'm just going to tip into the pot and it's do- doing fine. So I don't have any kind of two week regimen. Sometimes I've left it for like two months and it's still fine. Other times I've like watered it twice, two days in a row and then left it. Like, I feel like you just kind of need to kind of emulate mother nature and just water it whenever you remember. Cause that's <laughs> what I've been doing and it's been working fine. We're terrible cacti parents. <laughs> yeah. I'm really good at like watering like the outdoor plants. You know, I have strawberry patch, I have a wildflower patch, I have lavender and thyme and oregano and rosemary and and sage and all of these other plants that I do really well. Lemon balm and chamomile, like so many plants I do so so well at watering. But I think it's just because it's not outside and it's in my studio that I forget to water it. But uh, because it's a cactus, it, it it's just been living living it up and doing fine. <laughs> I am I am thoroughly confused by this because I figured Big Prickles just died because he wasn't getting enough light. Oh, no, mine's like in the basement. Yeah, so that's why I'm real confused. Yeah, like away from the window in the basement, mostly in a dark room all the time. Like, I don't know how it's alive, but it's doing fine. It's not growing. Like, it's the same size. But, like, I kind of enjoy that because I don't want it to, like, get really big. But I also don't think the cactus grow very quickly. Well, cacti, so. from my understanding, will grow as big as the pot that you put them in. So if you right. replanted prickles in a bigger pot, then prickles would get bigger. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't I do not do plants. Me play video games and me mix paint. That's all me good for. <laughs> I, I don't do hot weather plants. I do... England and Canadian weather plants. That's so. because you live in the fucking Arctic. <laughs> uh, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> Nearly there. Close enough. If, if you look close at the enough. globe, like, you could throw a rock and, you know, hit the Arctic. It's, it's the same thing. I actually don't know what what qualifies the arctic as the arctic because like some parts of canada when you get like passed up in the yukon and stuff like where it all breaks up and gets into chunky bits like is that considered the arctic even though it's in canada like what is the arctic and what's not because like there's no land in the north pole it's it's just ice like that's why the north pole isn't a country because there's no solid land whereas antarctica is a country because there is land country so where nah, fam, the... that's a continent continent whatever <laughs> geography i never took geography after the age of 10 you lucky bastard i always hated geography that was that was my least favorite part of history is fucking I geography i was really good at geography see i was terrible at it i'll just be like mm, shape it's that thing well, we always used to learn about like um like more than just like the locations of things. We were learning about like cloud formations and and volcanic rock and like all of this fun stuff. That was science class. That wasn't geography. No, that's geography. That's geography. Not a thing. That's like physical science. No, that's that's geography. Wait, what sort of geography is, is this? more than just location? 
Yeah, look up the look up the study of geography. Geography is also there's like people um, learning about how people work with infrastructure and like how the world moves as a society and stuff. That's all part of geography. Um, and then you've got yeah, you've got like cloud formations. You've got like um, running water systems, like all that. Like that is all considered geography. Okay, so there are one of two things that is going on here. Mm-hmm. Option number one, you're wrong. <laughs> or option number two, America needs to get its fucking educational system fixed. But we've already been on this rant, so we're not going down that rabbit hole again. I'm just going <clears> to <throat> Google the definition of geography because I'm I'm pretty sure I'm right. Geography. The study uh, of location of things. The study of places and the relationship between people and their environments. Geographers explore both the physical properties of the Earth's surface and human societies spread across it. Boom, boy. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's from National Geographic. Mm. They also examine how human culture interacts with the natural environment and the way that locations and places have an impact on people. Geography seeks to understand where things are found, why they are uh, why they are there and how they develop and change over time. Lies. All of it. Lies. Brad, edit all this shit out. Just edit in that you're right, <laughs> blue's wrong, we move on. <laughs> Geography is a big science. Mm, lies. Ah, <laughs> uh, truths. Truths. See, this is why I go on these tangents about how social studies isn't a broad enough subject. Like, it's, it's too broad. Like, it's not specialized enough in the sense that, like, you do history, geography, religious studies, and government and politics all in one subject. And that's just too much for a student to handle and those need to be separated. I think that it should be studied in schools. I just think that they need to understand what it is that you're studying. Because um, I think that it would be really, really good to study psychology, but from an aspect of social interaction. So um, understanding why a person might... Um, uh, get up and walk away mid-conversation um, and where that's coming from, you know? Like, um, understanding um, how about micro-expressions, you know? How to be able to read someone's face to know if they're uncomfortable in a situation. Understanding how to deal with someone having a panic attack. Understanding, um, uh, like, etiquette. I think etiquette's a huge thing that they could teach in psychology in high school that would be super useful for the students in like business situations, then uh, meeting the parents of your lover's situation, then um, what's appropriate in like a hospital situation. Like all of those forms of etiquette can be taught in social interaction via the course of psychology um, and will just help people throughout their daily life um, as people just help the students as people understanding situations and why people act the way that they do and and how to like um manage those situations and cope better um but i don't think that you necessarily need to go into freud like and 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 you know the history of psychology and all that kind of stuff until you figure out that you want to specialize in that subject but that's the same as me saying like i don't think we need to go into the mitochondria being the powerhouse of the cell when you're in biology i feel like you need to be learning about your urinary system and the liver and kidney and things that are actually relevant to someone because like i know more about i know more about the anatomy of a cell than i probably do about the anatomy of a human body you know well and i mean maybe i would find it like especially from a psychology perspective maybe i'd find it a little bit different if like the educational system were structured differently mm-hmm. here because as i've grown older or as i was going through school like field trips and social like 
studies or going out became less mm-hmm. and less common. I don't know if it was just due to funding. I didn't know if it was the change in like the core of how education was done or if they just didn't necessarily give a shit about doing that as you progress mm-hmm. through school. So because I feel like the social experiments we got to do in college with psychology and sociology like made you kind of learn and understand more mm-hmm. about the subject and how like dealing with people and interacting with people kind of mm-hmm. helped. So that's why I feel like that was maybe better left for college. But because <clears throat> like learning and understanding how people act like you can only do it if you go out and actually study people. And that's not necessarily something that you can do stuck in a classroom with your peers. Mm. Yes and no. Um, because, uh, recently I've gone down a rabbit hole on YouTube where I've been watching a, um, psychologist who has been, he's a professor in university in America. Um, and he has been, uh, dissecting trash TV, um, <laughs> and talking about the, uh, relationship between people in trash TV. So like he was doing, um, 90 day fiance and stuff. Oh, and that's what you mean by trash TV. Okay. Trash TV. <laughs> I yeah. thought we were talking about gun frontier. Anyway, continue. <laughs> no um, shots fired uh, shots fired yeah no um uh it, it's genuinely very fascinating and i think that kind of stuff would be super useful to learn in high school at a young age because it's talking about um how to deal with an argument when you're in another per- with another person or how to express your emotions um uh properly in a mature way that actually gets your point across rather than being like um uh you know sneaky about things or expecting someone to be able to read your mind and to know what you're thinking because you made a sassy remark and it's like well the other person didn't even pick up on the sassy remark that you made and you know learning how to communicate yourself better and then learning why another person reacts the way that they do in those kinds of situations and he was doing that by taking like these couples from 90 day fiance and breaking down the situations that they're in. And I feel like that kind of stuff would be appropriate to teach in high school, because to me, that's just like self-expression and just, um, uh, and just teaching you how to express yourself properly, your vocabulary, how, uh, how to say, um, simple things that are really, really hard to say. Like, I am hurt, you know? Like, how many people do you know in your life that can't just say, I'm hurt by this circumstance? And I feel like just having that as an open discussion, the younger, the better, is a good thing, in my opinion. And I feel like teaching that even before high school, um, in my opinion, would be a really good thing. And I think that that needs to be added into the education system, getting more and more intense as you get older. And I feel like a high school level doing something like that, just even if you didn't have it as like a whole semester of like a course or something, you just had it like, for instance, we have career and life management here where it's like you learn how to, you learn about sex ed and like all that kinds of stuff. And then also how to do like job interviews, you type up a resume, that kinds of stuff um, in career and life management. Um, and I feel like it could be a section of that where it's just like, okay, today we're going to talk about for like this week period or this two weeks period, we're going to talk about um, self-expression and why people act the way that they do and how to interact with people that you don't get along with. Like if you're in a professional setting and you find someone that you rub the wrong way and like, well, you're, you've got to <clears throat> deal with them. You're at work with them every day. How do you interact with them on a good level that gets the job done, but also doesn't mean that you're having to pretend to be best friends with the person that you don't like, you know? Mm-hmm. And all of that, I can definitely say I 100% agree with. And that's not something that's even taught here. 
like mm-hmm. all of those types of studies, like we don't do at all. <laughs> like we barely had a personal finance class that mm-hmm. taught us how to like manage a checkbook. And literally our final exam was four weeks long and literally all we did for those four weeks. And now this was a split semester class. The first half we had this and then the second half of the semester we had ACT prep. So mm-hmm. literally for four out of the nine weeks, we literally did a life simulator and that was it. Like they, the only thing I remember out of that class is that I got a hundred on the final because I had accrued a massive amount of wealth. Like that was, that was literally it. Like nothing out of that translated and we're losing more and more classes that I feel like could benefit from things like that. Because I agree, yeah. you should be taught how to like deal with things like that. And especially from an early age and also learning how to express yourself and being able to talk because I know a lot of that would have been helpful for me back then because I've never been good at expressing my emotions and really haven't been until like the past year or two. Like I've always kept everything bottled up and I would keep it bottled Mm -hmm. up until I would just Mm -hmm. literally explode. Like I've ruined or at the time had ruined relationships due to that. I have mended those and has been with family. So I think that would Mm -hmm. definitely be a very necessary thing to be taught Mm -hmm. like without a doubt yeah and i feel because like i was thinking about this earlier i was like well how could you have that in a class like what class would you put that under and i feel like having it as a psychology segment will get students more interested in it because i don't i didn't know a single kid in high school that wasn't interested in psychology like everyone wanted to get into the psychology course because everyone was super interested in brains and and you know psychopaths and like all of that kinds of stuff and you can get kids interested with that and you can even talk about things that are a little bit more you know up their alley but relate it back to okay how does that how does that reflect to you how does that reflect in your life how does that reflect reflect in you being able to talk about your emotions like a psychopath uh, having their emotions you can even do things like I don't know if the school system would let you do this and if parents would like it probably not but I feel like talking about like uh, old crime cases like H.H. Uh, H. Holmes or something like you know the murder mysteries and stuff of like millions of years ago except H.H. H. Holmes wasn't was, like less than 100 years ago but whatever you know talking about all of that kinds of stuff uh, and then being like okay so this person didn't know how to deal with their emotions this person uh, felt this in this circumstance how would you have felt um, in that circumstance or how would you like p- practicing putting yourself in other people's shoes and practicing um, like taking other people's scenarios and reflecting <clears throat> that upon your life and even going, it's like dissecting like movies and stuff, you know, being like, okay, well, we're going to watch, you know, The Lion King today. And, you know, how does your family dynamic reflect compared to their family dynamic? Like you don't have to publicly share it with the class or whatever, like that kind of stuff. I think it would be super fun. A good way to do that is by putting it under the psychology umbrella and being able to to get people, get like teenagers interested in it because I was most definitely interested in psychology and all of my friends were interested in psychology and the things that we were taught in psychology were just the history of the subject as opposed to how it's actually relevant in our own lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we said that we weren't going to get into the education system and here we are. So Yeah, we are miles deep. Anyway, how are you? 
I'm all right. I'm doing pretty good. Um, I had physiotherapy yesterday, so I am feeling a little bit sore today, but I'm glad to be getting back into it uh, because obviously I had quite a bit of a break um, because of the virus. Um, and other than that, I'm just trying to keep updated on the news. Um, so much is happening in the world right now. We've got um, uh, Hong Kong and China and Britain having a whole situation um, on their end. And I don't really know how that's going to develop because that happened literally yesterday and today. So very early stages of that. So uh, depending on when this podcast is released, you'll be able to to let me know, past me know what the situation is now. Um, and then obviously everything that's going on. I don't have any idea what's going on there because our news outlets here are it's not covering any of that. Yeah. Um, so for for just a quick summary, I guess, um, Hong Kong and China have been having a big, like, you know about the Hong Kong protests from forever ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they've been having a big, like, uh, <laughs> fight um, over this law that's going to be passed to suppress, or I think it has been passed by now, to try and suppress um, Hong Kong and trying to get them to have the same laws as the mainland China. Um, and yeah, I think Beijing has just just passed that law. So uh, Boris Johnson, who's the current prime minister of the United Kingdom, um, has just said that he will, uh, he's opened the borders to, um, I think it's 3 million Hong Kong um, citizens um, to come and live in the UK for a year. Um, and then from there, open up like uh, job roles for them and try and get them on the path to becoming uh, British citizens, hmm. but um, yeah, it's a uh, it's a whole situation because now China is not happy with the UK because obviously in 1997 was when Hong Kong was released from being part of the Commonwealth and joined China, um, and yeah, uh, and so China is now feeling like ah, oh, you know, you are overstepping your boundaries. They're not part of the Commonwealth anymore, um, and. Uh, and the United Kingdom is just like, yeah, but you can't like suppress them. Like, what are you doing? Um, and uh, uh, so then the UK has actually called on to a lot of other countries, including the US, but Canada and Australia and a bunch of other places as well, um, to also open their borders um, to allow Hong Kong um, civilians to evacuate, basically, um, if they need to. <clears throat> and yeah, so there's a controversy as to whether or not... Um, places should do more, like physically step in on Hong Kong's territory. Um, or uh, because that's what a lot of people in Hong Kong are saying is like, we need you on the ground. Like we need you out here as opposed to just offering us an exit plan. Um, and there's other people saying that we shouldn't have even offered them an exit plan. It's their business. Um, and yeah, there's a whole, that's a whole situation on, on its own. And then obviously everything in America with the Black Lives Matter movement and um, uh and everything that's going on there is is also been um, crazy in the news right now. So yeah, mm. what more has 2020 got for us? Don't 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 even ask. <laughs> you you have you have unleashed the juju. Oh no! Oh no! What have I done? Uh, but, but yeah, no. Honestly, this this year has been insane already. And uh, well, I mean, my last uh birthday that happened to um the last the, my night you have a birthday, birthday every year <laughs> i have a birthday every year i do uh and my 19th birthday um was the year that uh president trump was the day that president trump was elected and became 
president of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that this birthday, um, uh, there's not an election on it. That would just be nice. Just if there's not, if it's just not on <laughs> my birthday, that would be nice. You know, like if we could just move it to a different day. Yes, please. Just, that, just move, shoo, go on. Yeah, it could go. It, I mean, I'm okay with it being on like the seventh or the ninth, but can we just not have it on the eighth? Just, like that would be great. No, please. Okay, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, no. um, we'll see. I don't actually know what the what the American election is, but um, I I have yeah. I have no clue. I'm not. <laughs> I know it's November. I that, don't that, know when. That's the most I can tell you. I I haven't paid the slightest bit of attention. I've had yeah. I've had we way had too our much Canadian going on last year. So so you're left so, alone for a while. We're left alone for a while. Like, Although uh, where around where I'm at, there's a lot of protests by people that are like um because I live in the middle of nowhere and people aren't exactly the most open minded around where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been a few protests uh, of um, actually very small protests. It's a small population, so it's not many people to protest. But yeah, small <laughs> pro- protests of people being like, um, get them out of our country. Uh, <laughs> like really lovely stuff, you know? And um, as an immigrant myself, um, it's great to see those signs, especially considering <laughs> that they come to me and they'll say, um, you need to help us get them out of our country. And I'll say, oh, um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take your jobs. Um, and then they'll say, oh, no, not you. You're fine. And I'll go, oh, what? Yeah, because I'm white. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh, it's great. I love it. It's my favorite thing. Um, because, yeah, apparently I don't count uh, as being a real immigrant because um, I'm from Britain and I'm white. Um, so, yeah, I'm there. I share ancestry with them. Um, and because of that, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm allowed to stay, but everyone else isn't. Um, such fun, you know, the most fun things in the entire world. It's, it's baffling. It's genuine. Uh, it's, it, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, my, my heart goes out to everyone right now. Like, seriously, no matter where you Honestly, are, no matter what you're doing, stay safe please it, yeah absolutely safety is number one priority and um it, it okay even if you're not in america i understand that it's affecting because i'm not in america i'm in canada and it's affecting us so yeah okay in like big cities and stuff we're not seeing that same kind of thing but everywhere has a redneck like that's and it's unfortunate that that's the way that it is but it is the way that it is and because of that i think in small communities all over the world you're going to find bigoted ignorant lovely people Uh uh-huh yeah um and uh and so yeah no matter where you are like this is a global problem although we're seeing it specifically in america right now it's not just an america problem um and uh yeah now is the time for us to be supportive of each other Mm. and um and protecting our fellow man um because at the end of the day we're all human yeah all of us are human we're all human beings and just like now is the time for solidarity for all of us so Mm -hmm. absolutely love each other stay safe all that fun stuff because now now is a time more than ever where we all need to unite yeah yeah so now that that's off of our chest, yeah, let's move on to the news. <laughs> yeah, the, e- the elephant in the room had had to be taken care of. <laughs> that's my tattoo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I have an elephant tattoo. It's the the main joke around the house is that we can't talk about my tattoo because it's the elephant in the room. 
Da 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 da. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing my dad said when he saw that I had a tattoo. It was just, oh my god, I can't believe you've done that. I can't talk. I can't talk to you about that. And I was like, what do you mean? You know, I was getting a tattoo. What do you mean? Did I do something horrible? What do you mean? And he's just like, I can't talk about it. It's the elephant in the room. And I was like, Dad, you scared me so bad. I thought you were so mad at me for getting a tattoo. Well, on the bright side, it seems you get it. Honestly, your <laughs> your affinity with puns, you you get it. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's unfortunate that you found a podcast partner who is just as enthralled by puns as you are. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Yeah. But puns are the best thing ever. Anyway, news. Yes. On track. We can stay on track. We Are we ever on track with this? No, we're not. We are trained without a track. Yep. 100%. <laughs> a boat. We're a boat. <laughs> We're not even a boat at this point. We're a fucking raft without a <laughs> sail. A, we're just a plank of wood. We're just going to go we're whichever a, way the tide takes us. just a plank of wood. That's all we are. <laughs> have you seen Titanic? I have. So, like, we're both just Rose, just floating along on that door. <laughs> Should have been Rose and Jack, because he could have fit on that damn door. Um, he could definitely fit on that damn door. Fit on that damn door. Uh, <laughs> uh, films. Anyway, back on track. <laughs> focus okay (laughs) so sentai filmworks has unveiled the after the rain anime's english dub cast ah now so this is an anime that i found out about due to i think it was country rolls 2018 uh anime awards Mm mm-hmm and the only reason I found out about it is because the ED of the show was up for ED of the year. So I was like, hmm, okay, I'll check it out, see how it is, mm. and listen to it. And I was like, oh, okay, this, this is pretty good. I'll watch the anime that's attached to it. And I got about maybe six episodes in. I was like, okay, this is odd. I like the animation style, but I got other stuff to watch. So I'm going I'm to move on. Mm-hmm. However, after I saw that they were making English dub, I was like, mm, maybe it's time to give it another try, because maybe I might be able to focus a little bit better with it. I don't know. However, I was really intrigued by the choice for the main actress's voice actress because of who she played in some other anime projects, and I'm sure you're going to be intrigued by it as well, mainly because I didn't even know this anime had a damn uh, dub. Mm. So... The voice actress who got the position in the dub is Lucy Christian, who is the voice actress for Chihaya. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had I had no clue that that show even had a dub. And yeah. yet, looky there. Yeah, so this is, um, just for context, uh, this Chihaya Furu is a show that I introduced to Brad um, that we have both adored. Um, and have been, uh, it's been on our to podcast list for a while, but we've been recently doing things that we haven't seen before. Um, or like only one of us has seen, and since both of us have seen it, we haven't, um, we haven't done it, but, um, she's, I, yeah, I didn't know that it had an English, an English dub at all. And it's, it's a fantastic anime. I definitely highly rate it. And we will do a podcast episode on it later on to dissect it. But yeah, I do recommend for, for you guys at home. Yeah, so whenever I saw that, I was like, ooh, that's actually really topical, and I'm sure Blue will get a, like some enjoyment yeah. out of that. Yeah, I had no idea how to dub either. 
And then, so Weathering With You and Your Name has officially ranked for the third weekend in a row since Japan has reopened their theaters. Wow, okay. Awesome. So, yeah, replays are killing it over in Japan. Yeah. Which, on that note, that actually transitions into the third piece of news of Tokyo has officially moved to phase two of their COVID-19 recovery plan. Oh, fantastic. So, cram schools, theaters, gyms, and retail shops have all reopened in Tokyo. Yeah, no, um, yeah, no, I'm, I, it's tangent, but, like, I'm so excited to go to Japan and learn more about the history and culture and stuff. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a big dream of mine and, and, like, documentaries and stuff just can't do it justice, you know? Like, I, I just want to go and live it up, spend a year out there, learn the language, like, actually experience the culture and be in it i'm not jealous i'm not <laughs> jealous at all Baka. <laughs> anime world is different to japan very much so <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah love both okay so next piece of news food wars will officially resume on july 3rd mm, okay you excited i am very excited I know I'm more excited than you because you didn't even start it. <laughs> no, I didn't start it. Specifically because I started hearing that things were getting cancelled and I was like, well, I don't want to <laughs> start watching it and then have to wait. So I'm just going to keep waiting and uh, then start it up again once once all the episodes are out. Yeah, but you never even started the latest season of Chihaifuru, even though I have and I have finished it. Mm-hmm. I do need to watch that. Baka. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much to watch. Don't introduce me to a show and then slack. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay? I was too busy discovering the fact that my local secondhand bookshop has an anime section, a manga section, and uh, I found a couple uh, of the Prince of Tennis books, and I think everyone knows that I'm obsessed with Prince of Tennis, so um, what can I say? I now have volume 17 and 18 of Prince of Tennis, but that's all that I have because I live in the middle of nowhere and I have to order the rest online, so... (laughs) Well, it's also like I didn't get us a subscription to Viz, so that way we can start reading all of the manga. I want to collect them. Like, I've already read the manga for Prince of Tennis and the new Prince of Tennis, but um, I want to have them on my shelves, even though there's going to be like 500 volumes. But I'm like, I'm down. I'm down for 500 volumes of Prince of Tennis. This is where all of our voice acting money is going to go. It's just going to be to amassing a collection of manga. I want like the walls of my house to be made of bookshelves just filled with manga and then so the ghibli park is set to begin construction in july to be opened in the fall of 2022 Uh, well i know another time when i have to go to japan then yep i uh, i think that's gonna have to be a joint trip i'm down for a joint trip yeah joint trip joint trip podcast live from the studio ghibli theme park Uh, that would be amazing but yeah maybe i mean you never know where we'll be in two years exactly like no clue whatsoever and since i had initially planned on going to japan next year why not just push it off another year say fuck it because next year's gonna be the olympics and shit's gonna be stupid expensive again i'm I'm still planning on going to the olympics so i'm gonna be going three years in a row um yeah totally not jealous as i go find a corner to go sob in well all my expenses just go on Japan. Like, if I have any spare money, it just goes into a Japan fund. I don't 
buy things for myself. I just buy Japan. I just buy Japan. I just... <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit at a time, a square foot. Just, okay. I'm just, I'm just Here's 5,000 yen. Here's 5,000 yen. <laughs> just a little bit. It's like when you can, in like the United Kingdom, you can buy like, I think it's like a, uh, yeah, I think it is something like a square foot, but the that amount of land that you can buy gives you a lordship. Um, and so, like, you can buy a lordship because you own, like, a teeny piece of land that was owned once by a lord and thus then giving you the title. Um, and so there's, like, people that have, like, certificates with the title of lord because they bought, like, a tiny piece of land and stuck a flag in it. And it's like, my land, I am a lord. <laughs> That sounds like some stupid shit that I would do. <laughs> it's it's a tourist thing, but it does make me laugh. But you see, it's also like the people that buy stars, like NASA has any fucking right to sell right. the stars. Right, yeah, I know, right. <laughs> it, it's that kind of stuff that gets me. <laughs> I think you actually buy the name of the star and not the star, like you buy the rights to name it. I think that's what you buy. I, I don't know how that shit works. <laughs> no, I don't know either, but anyways. <laughs> and is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon season three has been delayed to either october or later depending on how everything is going to fall even though it was supposed to premiere in july which is heartbreaking yeah okay so so they might even delay it past the the autumn season and put it yeah, to next they spring. might yeah it could it could potentially go to winter because i think the winter for anime is january through march Right. So it could potentially go to winter. Right. So who's to say? I don't know, but that's that's very much disappointing. How do you say winner? Winter? No, winter and then winner. Winner and then winter. <laughs> no, but you didn't say the T when you said winter. Say winter season. Winter season. <laughs> you're, you're putting the T on. Yeah. Play, when you listen to this back, you'll hear that you say winner and winter the same way. Huh. I don't know. <laughs> You do, my, yeah. My brain just doesn't work. Either <laughs> that, or I, I feel like I feel like you're giving me shit, just like you give me shit for how I pronounce rum. Yeah, no, I do give you shit for that one because that one's just stupid. But um. oh, just like how you pronounce oregano, oregano? that I didn't give you shit for you earlier. <laughs> yeah, uh huh. I I am the nice friend here. <laughs> hey, you have an interesting accent. Okay. Look, okay, it's different, but it's wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, yeah, that was that's a new one. I haven't heard that one before, winter and winter. Because like if I were to not say the T in winter, it would be winter. So winter. So it still sounds different than winner. Winter and winner. But you say winner and winner. <laughs> <laughs> I I like how you had to add on just that touch of American accent to that. Well, I can't say that in an English accent, can I? Because it wouldn't sound the same, would it? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I just said winner and winner as opposed to winner and winner. I am now self-conscious about how I speak. <laughs> oh, no, don't be. Podcast canceled. I, I don't know how to feel anymore. It's, it's purely out of curiosity <laughs> that I'm I'm picking at you. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it's all just how I pronounce it, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Because it's definitely, like, I don't know. Because it's kind of like 
pecan and pecan and other stuff like that? Pecan. 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 I could appear all day, mate. <laughs> or what was it you were talking about on stream the other day? Like how Americans pronounce socks? Oh, yeah. No, that was um, when I first immigrated. Oh, my God, I've gone really English now. Um, <laughs> start talking about accents and I just go English, mate. Um, uh, when I first emigrated, uh, before I had developed my Canadian-American accent to kind of, like, stop people from asking about my accent, which is why I, I bug you about your accent, because I've gone through it for years, mate, so you just have to suffer. Um, <laughs> I, I, baka. <laughs> um yeah no uh when i first emigrated um that was the big thing i got asked to say tomato all the time and tomato? socks because they thought i said socks funny um instead of socks because you say it <laughs> like a-u-x i guess or a-u-c-k-s um like s-a yeah a-u so it's socks um whereas i do it with like a hard o so it's socks um, and yeah, people would always get me to say socks all the time. Don't know why. Out of all I things. Don't, I don't get it either. But now, for everybody who is part of that stream, socks versus however the fuck Blue says it. Socks. <laughs> Try and say socks <laughs> with an O. Socks. 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 Try. Okay, so ox, the animal. Ox? Yeah, so you still say A-U-X, like auxiliary cord, ox. Mm. Do you hear it? M- yes, I get it. I get where you're coming from. Mm. Man, the American accent is funny. <laughs> then again, I don't know. I just live here. <laughs> I just I just live here. I just speak the... Yeah, no, honestly, it's just like, I find it so fascinating how, how people sound and the way that they sound different and the locations of which the sound is manipulated in the mouth. Because um, mm-hmm. I find like Americans speak so far back in your mouth. Like it's all like with the back of your tongue, you know, like your, the back of your tongue is like thicker. <laughs> That sounds so weird, but like, <laughs> like I don't know. It, that's what it feels like. Like when I speak with an American accent, the back of my mouth feels like so full of tongue. Like it's so weird um, compared to like when I speak with my British accent, and I feel like my tongue is like so much more, like further forward. You know. <laughs> I, I'm humored without a doubt, but no, like I'm I'm right there with you. Like accents and the way that people speak is absolutely fascinating to me and also i think a lot of it has to do with because of how much i enjoy doing voices Mm. that the way i have to manipulate my mouth and like move my vocal cords however you want to call that around Mm -hmm. like it fascinates me Mm -hmm. with like how it's done and how like you can like slowly manipulate yourself to sound almost however you want oh yeah completely in a way yeah it's like i really want to go to australia and like because i find that the best way for me to pick up an accent is to immerse myself within the people that speak with that accent in that region um Mm -hmm. which is yeah so it's like i want to i want to go to australia and like really pick up the australian accent because i'm like okay at it but i'm not there you know so i really want to go there and listen to it like it's really like it's it's such a thought process for me to speak with an australian accent and even then like it's it's not consistent and it's not where i want it to be so i want to go there and like immerse myself in Australians so that I can really like shape my ear to start speaking in an Australian accent like much better than I can do already. Cause like what I can do right now isn't the best and I want to make it better. <laughs> Props. Kudos. 
Thank you very much. I mean, it's not great, <laughs> but I do want to, like, I, I think if I spent some time no, in like Australia. It, it genuinely is great, though. Like, oh, that's, thanks. like, that's actually, that's really fucking good. Oh, not going to lie. Uh, but, like, I want to go. <laughs> it's think, better than what I can what, do. Sorry? I said it's better than what I can do. So props. All the props. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I want to go out there and, and like, fully immerse myself um, in Australian people because I find that's the absolute best way to to pick up a new accent is to just, like, immerse yourself in it. Mm-hmm. Um. Or, like, maybe I need to, like, watch more Australian TV. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's all the news. Let me let me check my notes. Yeah, that's that's all the notes. The uh, only other thing I have picture notes for is how shit Gun Frontier is anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I have for news. Now. Perfect. Background of Totoro. Yes. Totoro, 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 Totoro. Let me, let me just say. This film could not have come at a more perfect time. Uh, we needed the eye bleach. Yes, the eye bleach was beyond necessary because, my goodness. <laughs> However, like, I am always down to watch any Chibli film at any time. Like, it mm. it does not get better mm. than the stuff that Miyazaki makes. However... Mm. I know that your name is my favorite film of all time, and I get it. However, at the same time, like, one can always sit down and watch your name, just like one can always sit down and <coughs> watch any of Miyazaki. Die. Yeah, dying. I need to drink more while we record these shit. Do you not take a drink with you? No, I do. It's just we've been going off on tangents, so therefore I forget to That's drink true. because I'm too busy talking. Liquify. I swear, I talk more during these three hours than I do all week. And I stream. Well, I say I, I stream. I stream like one day a week right now. I, I, I feel I feel so bad. <laughs> I um yeah, I probably talk about as much during these as I do when I stream. I talk a lot. I am a talker. And you see, I'm slowly becoming that way. And this like recording this podcast has honestly broken me out of my shell like a lot. Oh, that's good. I'm slowly becoming extroverted. It's your fault. Well, you know. What's more fun than being an extroverted introvert? Mm. That's my life. Staying inside, being a loner, and playing video games. <laughs> That's just being an introvert. I mean, you're right. Extroverted introvert. I'm extroverted when I'm with people, and then I get very tired from of people. <laughs> and like, that's and the thing. Like, whenever I'm with people, like I can extrovert. like go ham if I need to, because yeah. I know I've said this before, but I don't like being the person alone in a corner anymore and i don't like Mm -hmm. anybody being that way either so if i feel the conversation start to lull or drag i'll jump into action and try to like drag it back i guess Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah no i've always been obnoxious so uh i'm obnoxious when i'm with people and then when i'm not with people um i get like i i do definitely have a social meter and like my social media will get full and then I will need to not social. Um, and then uh, I will be fine to then social again. Um, but yeah, when I, when I do social, um, I am big obnoxious. I am big loudmouth uh, extrovert. And you see, I feel like a lot of that's been my problem with like why I haven't been wanting to stream as much here lately mm-hmm. or really ever since I moved back because before I moved, I was streaming every fucking day. Mm-hmm. And so then I moved back here and the amount of people that I'm seeing at work has like more than tripled. Mm-hmm. So therefore, by the time I get off work right now, my social meter is exhausted. 
Yeah. Yeah, I can remember when I used to work retail and I used to come home and I used to just be dead and I was like, don't talk to me, don't look at me, don't don't involve anything with me, I don't want to talk to you, go away. Yeah, and because I... I'd be fine the next morning, but then I'd have to go to work again and then I'd come back home and go, oh, don't talk to me. Yep, like that's that's essentially me because whenever yeah. I moved back, I moved in with my grandmother to kind of help keep watch on everything and ultimately like just stockpile money to be able to eventually move out and buy a house. Like that was my ultimate goal in doing all this. However, like I've noticed on days where I work, I might say hey to her and like I feel bad because I live with her, but that's all the social energy that I can possibly muster after mm. dealing with as much as I like the amount of people that I have to deal with at work. Mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I totally get that without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Social meter just bad. <laughs> yeah, right. But I'm slowly getting there. I'm slowly getting. Yeah, well, more I mean, it's just like when it. you work out your muscles or your brain or whatever your memory. Like it, it does expand with time. It just takes diligence. Mm. My focus needs more focus. Mm. Because, like, I used to have such a big social meter when I was in high school, because I was in high school, and then I would go to choir every evening, and then I was in theatre, and I was with, like, a theatre company, and then that was the start of my modelling career, and, like, all of this other stuff, and I used to have such a big social meter, and then, uh, after modelling, when I retired from that, um, I, like, kind of just hibernated for a while, and I'm now, like, building my social meter back up. Man, socialing is hard. Socialing is hard. And we tangented again. Did we? Just a little bit. What is a tangent anymore? Like, I feel like we just need to rename this podcast to The Tangent Show. The Tangent Show. Because that's essentially what it is. However. B&B Tangent. Yes. So, Totoro. 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 Yes. So, Totoro was produced by Studio Chibli. We have had the discussion of what Studio Chibli is. If you don't know what Studio Chibli is and you're an anime fan... Check your Get anime your card. Rock. Give me give me your anime card right now if you have no clue yeah. what Studio Chibli yeah. is. Yeah. Because, yeah, Chibli is anime, like, without a doubt. Miyazaki is was a huge part of my childhood. And now being an adult anime fan and seeing how anime is slowly becoming more mainstream and the fact that I can go watch re-released HD versions in theaters in the next town over makes me beyond happy to be an anime fan. And also wonder where this was whenever I was a child, because I would have loved to go have seen these films in theaters as a child, even though they were well beyond out by that point. Like, this film came out in 1988. This film is older than both of us, and yet it looks, it was like Kiki's Delivery Service. Its animation still holds up to the shit of today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually, okay, I, I don't know if you did any research into the voice actor, um... But, uh, is the voice actor of, um, oh shoot, uh, uh, is the voice actor of Satsuki the same as the voice actor of Kiki? Uh, I did not look into this. Because the f- as soon as she opened her mouth, I thought, oh, it's Kiki. <laughs> so um, I don't know if they just have very similar voices or if it's the same voice actor. But to me, they sounded very, very similar. Well, I feel like you could also get that assumption because the two main characters from Kiki and this one, they look very similar. Very similar. Yeah. Mm, like yeah. minus the clothes. Like you, if you just swap the clothes on either one of them, you probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. But like still, 
And that's not even a bad thing. Like, I don't care if the main characters look extremely similar, or even if they are exactly the same. Like, if you put them line over line, if they wouldn't be the same. I don't care. Mm. They're still amazing. But yeah, I didn't actually look into the voice actor <clears throat> of this one to actually have an answer for you on that one. Because honestly, whenever I was doing background for our two episodes for the week, I was more enthralled with the background of Gun Frontier because the background was better than the actual show. <clears throat> I am shitting all over Gun Frontier, and that, this isn't even the episode for that. Forgive me. It doesn't seem like she was in Kiki's Delivery Service. Okay. So I'm just double-checking her works. Mm-hmm. She was in Glee. Really? Yeah. Filmography. Sorry, I'm feeling... Oh, she's in Inuasha and One Piece. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and in Major. <gasps> no way! Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, in Hunter x Hunter, Detective Conan, uh, Little Witch Academia. Little Witch Academia was an interesting show. I enjoyed Little Witch Academia. Uh, My name is Totoro, Hunter x Hunter, Inuasha the movie, Pokemon, Destiny, D- uh, D- Deox, I don't know. Inuasha, more Pokemon, Psychopaths the movie. Ooh, and that's interesting. Yeah, no Kiki, so just very similar voices. Hmm. Yeah, the more you know. Yes, the more you know. And then, yeah, was directed and written by Miyazaki-san, because of course it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Yeah, it released in April of 1988. April showers. It's a good rainy day film. Tis. Mm-hmm. Good time to be released. Absolutely. And this film also contained a lot of rain, so made a lot of it sense. Did. Yeah. Although all yeah. the umbrella scenes, great. Amazing. Love them. I love them. Uh, I enjoyed this film so much. Like, I, Me too. I, I truly do adore all of Miyazaki's films. However, with this one... Like, because of when we watched it, I appreciated it that much more. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it was such a sigh of relief. Like, I've never been so happy <laughs> to just, to like, watch a good, wholesome film. Like, it was, it was truly heartwarming. And it, it yeah. is anyway, but if, uh, like, I, I can't even recommend watching that other piece of garbage <laughs> to the point to yeah. where like this is a great time to watch <laughs> like it was a great time for us to watch this because we literally had to take a break from gun frontier to watch this but just go watch this like fuck gun frontier get it get it as far <laughs> away from me as possible <laughs> listen to this uh episode to figure out the brad's most hated anime um, I, forget Totoro. Brad's just gonna hate on a different anime for this whole episode. It, it, I, okay, I, I'm sorry. I won't mention it again. <laughs> I, I'm not promising uh, anything, though. <laughs> um, is that all the background? Yes, that that was okay. that's all the background. I feel like whenever we went into Kiki, I did as much digging into Studio Chibli as was yeah, necessary. Yeah. So I don't want to repeat myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you want to know more about Studio Ghibli and you haven't listened to our previous podcast, I do Studio Ghibli or Ghibli? I never actually know. Um, I pronounce it Ghibli. However, it, I guess it all just depends. Yeah, it's well, the romanization is done with a, a G, which makes me think that it's Ghibli, but I, I don't, I've never heard anyone 
say it other than like a handful of people. So I didn't, yeah, like I but, never hear it pronounced as Ghibli. Like I've always heard it pronounced as Chipley. So that's how okay. I pronounce yeah. it. However, I guess it's all just open to how you I, say it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've I've never heard anyone. I I've heard like three. <laughs> I don't know. Let us know in the comments down below. Um, <laughs> I feel like don't forget to like and subscribe. Like. <laughs> You know what I mean? I feel like uh, it's such a weird... Okay. Um, I'm not going to put up a spoiler warning just yet because... Oh, yeah. Uh, check out our previous episode on Kiki's Delivery Service if you want to figure out more about Studio Ghibli in the background of them. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm not going to put up a spoiler warning just yet because I'm going to do a quick overview of My Neighbor Totoro um, for those of you who have not seen it. Um, yeah, so Totoro is a film that came out in the 80s, 1988. Um, and it is about um, a pretty young family of a mom, a dad, and two young girls who are moving to the countryside. Um, the, uh, uh, the two younger sisters, the dad decided that they were going to move to this specific house because he really liked the giant tree that's next to the house and he liked the forest and he thought it was a good location and their mom isn't currently living with them for something that may be considered a spoiler. So I won't mention the specific reason as to why she's not living with them. I don't know if that's technically a spoiler or not. I mean, this film is kind of hard to spoil because, I mean, there's only one big thing in it that you could spoil, but like, it's kind of hard to a spoil in a way. I don't know. What's um, it? I honestly didn't think there's anything in this film to spoil. The I guess, only one it's thing all... is the incident with the younger sister at the end of the film. I think that could be considered a spoiler. Uh, maybe, but uh... yeah, it's it's just a very slice of life kind of like they're just hanging out, and like the first half of the film <laughs> is just like just chill, like it's just chill. So it's really like right. it's not. I I do want to be mindful of spoilers though just in case somebody hasn't seen it. But if, if yeah, like, you have I'd... seen it, I think you'll understand where I'm coming from, being like, it's really hard to spoil, in a way. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's about this this young family and um, about these two young girls and the fact that their house that they're living in is supposedly haunted. Um, and uh, it's just about little spirits and the forest guardian um, and Totoro, who is on the cover of everything, and there's merchandise for him everywhere. I think everybody knows Totoro, even if they don't know his name or anything. I think everyone's seen him at some point. Like, he's a very iconic figure, um, just in the world, just in media, pop culture. So, I feel like everyone knows what Totoro looks like. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so then there's, there's Totoro, and it's just about their interactions with the rest of their community, and them just hanging out and being kids and um and yeah them discovering the magic of their house and the forest that is next to the house i think that's pretty much it that is pretty much it yeah. and if you've never seen totoro before highly recommend you go watch it however if you haven't prior to seeing this on our instagram page at bnb anime there will be a photo posted of my my neighbor Totoro music box that I got. Ah, oh. this is one of my most prized possessions, and so I figured it was a perfect time to actually use it as a photo, as like a promo image for this episode. Yeah, but yeah, it is absolutely adorable. I'll send you a picture of it afterwards, just because 
<laughs> I feel like you'll love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm stoked um, to see that because that sounds that sounds really, really cute. Um, yeah. But consider yourself officially warned. To spoiler warning is up. Um, Get out, spoiler yeah, hats. Spoiler hats. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I guess we'll just jump into it, the overview of the film. Um, or film, if you're Irish. Um, that tickles me. Um, <laughs> film. Um, it's just one of those words that I just get really happy every time I hear an Irish person say. It just makes me happy to hear them say film. Um, um, yeah, so it's uh, a family of a father and two young girls uh, move to a rundown house in the country. Next to the house is a very large tree. The two girls have too much energy. Um <laughs> I mean, if I was babysitting them, I'd be exhausted after five minutes. Uh, geez. Except, like, they're very much kids. They are. I guess one thing I'll say about kids, way too much energy. They like, are. Shit. Like, I need at least half of that. I know, right? Just, like, just, even a, even just a cup of that energy would be great. Um, lovely dad. Can we vote best anime dad? Yes. Like, going into this, like, starting out to this point... <laughs> Like, you don't see the mom for, like, the first, what, 45 minutes? Yeah, like, good halfway through the film, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was going through it, and I was like, we're getting the reverse anime situation. Best dad, but where's the mom? Where's the mom? Yeah, no, best dad. Best dad. Best anime dad of the 20th century. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, like, yeah, just so wholesome, like, uh, I love it so much. Yeah, so cute. Um, and so both open-minded parents are so open-minded. Love those open-minded parents. Mm -hmm. Um, Like he, like he is extremely good with dealing with his daughters whenever they start talking about like four spirits and stuff later on. Like it's, oh, it's so, it's such an amazing dynamic. Yeah, it really is. Really is. Um, the house is full of these little soot creatures, um, that are very cute. Um, and a young boy in the town calls the house haunted. The house is haunted! Um, and then you're introduced to, um, the nanny, who said that she could see the creatures when she was little. So it's assumed kind of the same thing as, um, uh, your name, where, like, you kind of grow out of it when you're older. Uh, like, being able to see spirits and communicate with that kind of, like, the side of things and, and that sort of thing. Um, and I think that's the same in in many, many, many cultures because that's the same in um, British mythology, um, that children are more likely to see the fae than, um, than adults. And then when you get older, like, old people can see the fae as well. And I think it was, it's probably... If you're like a historian or something, you would just say, oh, well, that's because children have wild imaginations and adults with like Alzheimer's and stuff um, tend to say things that are a bit strange. So saying they're away with the fairies um, gives you a reason to explain that before we have the science to back it. But also uh, my mythical brain is just like, but that's just because the veil is thinner when you're young. And I also kind of like to believe that even though my science brain is like, dude but like my (laughs) mythical brain is just like but it's fun um so you know um they uh they go visit their mom in the hospital um and the whole family loves ghosts apparently um yeah so literally the first half of the the whole movie it's just them like moving in and running around the garden and doing like cartwheels and um finding these little sit creatures and running around the house like crazy um uh, meeting the neighbors um, and just 
establishing the world and the dynamic between the girls and their father. Um, and there's very little plot that happens during that. It's just like really cute interactions. It's just that it's that slice of life moment of where you just you're just looking in through the window of someone else's life. You know, it's mundane stuff. It's nothing nothing exciting but it's so wholesome and lovely and sweet to see not only that but i probably would have watched that for like a solid three hours i'd have watched the whole movie just if it had just been that yeah because it's like it's all the characters are beyond likable granny is amazing yeah and even like granny's actual grandson is hilarious he is yeah yeah um because I, th- it's yeah, it's. I think that he has um, uh, a crush on the older of the two sisters. Oh yeah, like without a doubt. Because that's just that's without the way he acts throughout the whole film. It's just yeah. that stereotypical. I don't know what to do with my emotions. I've never felt this before. Ah. I'm a pick on her, but then in her time of need, I'm a helper. Because. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna help her. I'm just gonna throw something at her. Throw something at her, and then run away, and then not yep. talk to her again, and then lie about it to my mom, and then get in trouble. And it's very cute. Um, <laughs> it's such a cute situation. Um, so then the next day, um, the older sister, who is named Tatsuki, um, goes to school. Um, and Mai, the younger sister, follows a trail of acorns, um, which they've been finding all over the house. It's another thing that was happening in the first half of the movie is they've been finding these acorns that were all over the house. Um, she follows this trail of acorns, which leads them, uh, which, uh, leads her to a little white ghost dude. And the reason why I say ghost dude is because he kind of goes translucent and then disappears for a while and then comes back and he's kind of, he's a spirit. So I, I nicknamed this one, uh, Rabbit Totoro. Rabbit Totoro? Okay, so then there's Rabbit Totoro, who then teams up with a, a blue dude who's, like, baby Totoro. <laughs> That's um, essentially it. Like, it's, like, you had the three different versions, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Ghost Totoro, Blue Totoro, Big Totoro. <laughs> and did you notice, like, each one got slightly bigger, but also more detailed, too? Because mm. the blue one was just solid blue, white one was solid white, then Big Totoro had, like, all the detail in the fur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um and uh and the 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 little ghost Totoro and the blue Totoro they run away. And the reason why we I'm yeah, okay. Well the reason why we're calling them Totoros is because Totoro is actually kind of in a way the name of the species as opposed to his name. Um because the little girl um when she finds him names him after the creatures in a in a book that she has. Um, and so I guess like, um, like they're all Totoro's as opposed to his name being Totoro, you know, it's not only that, but I think that's almost like, that's what she perceived her, that's what she perceived Totoro saying Yeah. whenever she landed on him. Cause she's like, what's your name? And it, that's just what she got out of it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and then it, she made the correlation to the, to the thing in her book and was like, okay, Mm -hmm. So that's what he is. He's a Totoro. Um, and so then she calls him Totoro, even though, yeah, she doesn't really give him a name. She names him the species that she associates with him. Um, so they're essentially Pokemon. They're essentially Pokemon. Um, uh, <laughs> and yeah, so she follows them into the forest and um, runs down this really cool little like trail um, and then into a hole in the roots of a, of the big tree where she meets Totoro and it's really cute um, and then she falls asleep on his stomach and he seems so soft 
Like Oh yeah, like him and the cat bus are they seem like so fluffy. Yeah, it's like can I just have a bed or a couch just that fluffy please? Yeah, can I just can I just be in the fluff? Thanks. Um oh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Totoro versus Snorlax in a giant sleep off, who wins? Snorlax because you need a flute to wake up Snorlax whereas Totoro could be woken up by yelling or in a time of need. Mm. However, Totoro gets the win in maximum floofage, so therefore I think Totoro just wins in general. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> um So then uh yeah, so then Sasaki comes home and can't find my uh can't find Mei. So she Runs around looking for her because she's home from school um, and finds her hat at the entrance of where the little like um, plant tunnel was. So she runs it after and that's where she finds Mai asleep in the tunnel, in the leaf tunnel. Um, and uh, and then Mai's like really upset because she's like, where did Totoro go? Like I found a Totoro that was Totoro. And, um, and when she runs through the tunnels again, the entrance is closed up and the tunnels don't lead to where they, they used to lead before. Um, and so she runs out and she's like, and her dad and Maya are both like giggling, like laughing, but like not laughing at her. They're just laughing at the circumstance because she was popping in and out of the bushes and it was really cute and funny. And like, I would have laughed in that circumstance too. And then she's all like, you don't believe me. Like I really met Totoro. And um, both the dad, the dad's just like, we believe you. Like we're not laughing at you. Um, we both believe you. And, uh, and the dad says, um, uh, well, uh, you must have met the king of the forest. Um, and he doesn't come out very often. So that's why you can't go back and see him again because, um, yeah, he, he doesn't come out very often. So you were very lucky to meet him. Um, and best dad award goes to him. Um, and so oh, yeah. then he's like, why don't we go and pay our respects at the forest shrine and thank everyone um, at the tree for looking after you? Um, and so that's what they go and do. They go to the forest and they bow at the tree and uh, they thank Totoro and his friends for looking after Mai and uh, bringing her back. Um, and it was really cute. Um, yeah, best dad. Because um, even if, like, at this point, you don't know if the dad actually believes in spirits or if he's just, like, enhancing her imagination and just letting her be a kid um and so you just think that he's like like i thought that he was just like hey she's just having a fun time with her imagination in the woods so i'm just gonna reinforce this and i was like oh best dad um but i think best dad yeah i think later on you figure out that um uh he actually does have some kind of knowledge about spirits or he can see them at some point or like he's had experience with them or something because he's just too cool about stuff that happens that he shouldn't be cool about but Mm. he's just like yeah it is life (laughs) you know um so then the next day when um satsuki uh is at school mai comes to buck her and joins her in class um because she wants to like be with her sister she's like i want to be there and and uh so she bugs her um and on the way home it starts to rain so they have to take shelter at the spirit guardian shrine but it's not like the main shrine it's just like one that's in the middle of the road so um yeah there's like a couple shrines until it lights up um and uh yeah so kanta is the boy who called them um called the house the ghost house and like ran away at the beginning of the beginning of the movie um and he sees the two of them underneath this shrine waiting for the rain to let up 
And he just like throws his umbrella at them and then walks off. <laughs> and then um, they uh, they go home. And then um, on their way home, they and then once they're home, they then decide that they're going to go and uh, pick their dad up from the bus stop. So uh, and they're going to take an umbrella to him. So they take his umbrella their dad's umbrella and an umbrella for themselves and go to return it to Kanta at his house um, on the way to their dad at the bus stop. Um, And while they're on their way to return it, um, the mom is yelling at Kanta being like, how could you have forgotten your umbrella on a day when it's raining this bad? He's like, I don't know. I just forgot it. You know, like I just, I just left it. And she's like, you're, you're so forgetful. Like you need to start paying attention to things more. Like how are you going to go through life if you're forgetting everything like this? Um, and then, uh, the girls come and he just like runs away. Um, and then the mom answers the door and is just like, ah, oh, uh, let us his umbrella. You have to thank, uh, have to thank him for us for lending the umbrella. And she's like, oh, I had no idea. Uh, he's such a respectful boy. And I'm just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh, um, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, and then, um, and he's like watching this whole encounter from a distance. Um. And then the girls leave and the the nanny, the grandma comes in. She's like, who is that at the door? And he's just like, mm, I don't know. And he's so pleased with himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it's so cute. Um, and, uh, and so anyway, so then the girls head on to the bus stop to go and greet their father. But he wasn't on the bus that they expected. Um, so they have to wait for the next one. Uh, but Maya is like falling asleep because she's four. So she's, she's done for the day. It's nighttime. She's done. Um, and then Totoro just like quietly just joins them at the bus stop and it's hilarious. Just like, he's just like, oh yeah, I need to catch my bus. Like, I'm just going to join you at the bus stop. Uh, so cash. Um, it's great. Oh yeah. And the leaf hat. Yeah. And he's got a leaf hat on. Um, and so then, uh, Satsuki sees that he's just got this leaf hat on. Um, and so she gives Totoro, um, their dad's umbrella. To, to kind of hold while he's waiting at the bus stop and teaches him how to use it. Um, and then, like, he's standing under a tree, right? They're, they're in the forest, so they're standing under a tree. And um, these the big raindrops from the tree leaves start falling on his umbrella, and he gets so happy about the, the noise that they make on the umbrella. So he, like, jumps and lands on the ground, and all of these giant drops just, like, splash down on the umbrella and make this huge noise, and he's so pleased with himself. He's like, this is the best thing ever. Um... And then uh, after the girls are just like, they're awake now. And like, May's awake now. Um, and they're just like, uh, just admiring Totoro and his insanity that is him. Um, when all of a sudden, they think that the bus is coming around the corner. But no, it's not their bus. It's Cat Bus. Um, and uh, Cat Bus is a creature with headlights for eyes. And oh my god, such a thing. 10 out of 10, best bus. (laughs) 10 out of 10, best bus. Yeah, 100%. Um, And so Totoro gets on the bus, um, but gives them a bundle of nuts and seeds um, as thanks for the umbrella, which he keeps. So yeah, the dad no longer has an umbrella because it's now Totoro's. Um, And then... um, uh, they're the that bus leaves cat bus leaves and their dad's bus comes back shortly after and then that night as uh, satsuki is writing a letter to her mother she mentions that they plant all of the nuts and seeds that totoro gave them um 
And then while they're waiting for the seeds to grow, um, it's taking a while and they're like, oh my God, the seeds aren't growing. And they're like, every day they're out there looking at the seeds to see if they're growing. And then one night Totoro comes and he is doing a dance with the other little buds to make the seeds grow. In, and the girls like run outside and they join in the dance um, and they pop up all of the little seeds into their little, um, into the little saplings. And um, uh, then Totoro's just like, ah, beef boy, grow. And this giant, they all fall into this giant tree. Um, and, uh, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm actually making my hands into a giant tree above my head. I just, I'm such a hand mover when I talk. I just suddenly got consciously aware of the fact that my hands were above my head making a giant tree. Um. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Uh, talk with my hands. I talk with my hands. Okay. Best podcast partner ever. I am so pleased. um yeah so uh then so then totoro and them they just jump on totoro and they fly around for a bit and the dad's just like yeah it is what it is i look out my window and all of a sudden there's a giant tree there cash no big deal um like he's just fine with it um Like, yeah, I'm probably having a heat hallucination, but you know yeah, what? Yeah, I've been working all day. I come home and I'm still doing some work. I look at my window, there's a giant tree there and the girls are with Totoro. Like, it is what it is. Whatever. Um, see, I don't think he ever, like, actually sees Totoro. No. Well, no, he does at the very end, doesn't he? I don't think so. Because I thought he looked up to the top of the tree and saw the girls with Totoro. No, I think I think he just looked out, but I don't think he ever because there is okay. no way that he could have saw the top of the tree sitting down inside the building. You never. But if know. he did, good on him. I he mean, might it have is anime. Eyes. My hero, Inspector Gadget. That sounds like <laughs> we were on different <laughs> wavelengths. I, I mean, at least I'm saying it's true to the podcast. What, what's your excuse? Uh, good theme tune. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. <laughs> And then, yeah, so they just have, like, a little montage of them flying around, and it's very cute. And then the next morning, they wake up, and the giant tree is no longer a giant tree. They're just little saplings. Um, And so then the girls um, go to the nanny's garden um, the next morning, or, like, a couple mornings after, and they explain to the nanny that... um, uh, their mom is going to come home for a couple of days just to trial out the, out the new house because she's getting a little better and so they think that she can handle a couple of these at home and they want to see how she is reacting in the new house and stuff and getting used to it. Um, but while they're there, they get a telegram from their mother's hospital um, and obviously telegrams don't say much so it just says, like, call the hospital or whatever or we're trying to contact you. Um, and, uh, so then Satsuki is, like, panicking, right? Because, obviously, you get a telegram from the hospital, your anxiety is gonna kick in, you're gonna think for the worst. So she runs to the main house of Nanny and Kanta to use the phone to call her dad, who's in Tokyo, uh, that's where he works. And, uh, Mai runs along after, but falls down and kind of loses a track of the older two because Kanta was the one who let them know about the telegram, so he's with them. Um, and, uh, when she's at the house, Satsuki finds out that her mother is too sick to come home. Um, and so she's, like, not feeling too good. And my, uh, she has this piece of corn, um, the corn on the cob, picked from, um, the granny's garden. And she wanted to give it to her mom that weekend because granny said, 
um, that her vegetables will surely help make the mum better. Um, and so she's like, oh, I'll give mum this piece of corn. And then when she finds out that um, she's not coming home, Mai kind of throws a bit of a fit, but I mean, she's four. Um, and Satsuki, who isn't much older, I mean, she must only be in her first couple of years of school, um, kind of lashes out at Mai a little bit, like siblings do. Um, and obviously they're going through a lot. Um, and so then they have a fight. And then, uh, but when they're at, when they get back home, uh, Mai actually oversees Satsuki crying to the nanny um, about the fact that she's scared that her mom's gonna gonna die. Um, and Mai is like, oh, like, I think that's when in her four-year-old brain, she finally, like, she got a bit scared because, like, in her head, mom's just got a cold, she'll be back soon. Um, and then she was really disappointed. And then Satsuki basically just said, well, what do you want mom to die? And then she, they go home and then Mai sees Satsuki crying, who's her older sister. It's going to scare her four-year-old, right? So she's now pretty freaked out. Um, so she decides that she's going to give the corn to her mom. Um, and so she runs off. She runs down the street. Um, and so <laughs> then um, Satsuki is panicking and she's like trying to find her sister. Um, and the whole village kind of gets in on it because all of a sudden Mai's gone, like she was there and then she wasn't. Um, and so Satsuki kind of figures out that she probably went to go and find her mom at the hospital, but the hospital is three hours away for an adult. So for Mai, it's like a long ways away. Um, and uh, and they can't find her. They can't find her along the road. They can't find her anywhere. And they think that she must have gotten lost on the way to the hospital. Um, and then uh, Kanta, who is riding a bike, uh, finds Satsuki, who has run as far as she can down the road to the hospital. Um, he finds her, he catches up with her, and he says, you need to head back to the village. They found a sandal, uh, one lone sandal, by the pond, in the pond. Um, so you need to go back there. I will continue on to the hospital. You head back to the village. And the whole village is like raking up the pond, hoping that she's not in the pond, but like still, you know, trying to find her if she is. Um, and Satsuki's feet are raw from running um, to look for her. Um, but as Satsuki gets there, uh, the granny hands the sandal to her and says, is this hers? And Satsuki says, it's not her sandal. And I think everyone's kind of like, oh my God, jeez. Uh, <laughs> um, and it's like a big, breath of relief for everyone but they still haven't found her it's just that she hasn't drowned in the pond um and then satsuki just like all of a sudden like she's exhausted by this point but she like ups and runs into the forest and she's like i gotta ask totoro so she goes into the forest and she finds totoro she's like totoro help me find my um and so he takes her he takes satsuki up to the top of the tree and he cries out um, and he calls Cat Bus. Um, and Cat Bus just changes the location on his head to um, Mai's name. And Satsuki climbs inside the bus and Cat Bus just runs off to find Mai because uh, as long as he has the location, he knows where to go. And the location just so happened to be her as a person. So off he went. And when they get there, Mai is crying because she wants her sister um, and it's late at night now. Um, and uh, and so then they have a, a sister reunion and it's very cute. Um, and Mai's just, and 
uh, Satsuki says, oh, did you want to take the corn to see mum at the hospital? Um, and to see mum. Did you want to take the corn to see mum? Yep, that's what I meant. Um, did you want to take the corn to give it to your mum at the hospital? <laughs> Not to visit with her. Um, uh, and then, uh, so Catbus changes his location to the hospital and they get in and they fly or run really quickly um, to the hospital and they get in a tree. And that's where the iconic cat bus in a tree picture is if you've seen that screenshot it's from that moment and um their dad is um with her at this point at the hospital and uh their mom's fine she's laughing in the hospital but she just caught a cold so she couldn't go home um and i guess on top of whatever sickness that she has um and so then the siblings um sneakily put the corn on the windowsill and scratch in it um to mom uh and then uh, get back in the cat bus and go home. Um, and uh, then the dad picks up the corn. Is like, how did this get here? Um, and uh, then it says to mom on it. And it's like, oh, it must have been from the girls. And he's just so casual about it. And the mom's just like, oh, okay, cool. It's like, okay, uh, what? <laughs> They're all like the Not second Not even going to question it. Not even phased. Not even questioning it. On the second floor of the building, three hours away from where the girls should be, all of a sudden the corn appears that's from their home with two mom written on it. And they're just like, okay, yeah, cool. Um, this is fine. This is fine. Um, and yeah, so then they head home and that's the end of the film. And it's that's it. It's just sweet and cute and fantastic. And I greatly enjoy it. Oh yeah, without a doubt. It was... It was such a joy to be able to sit back and watch this again. And uh, it's just so good. So wholesome. So amazing. I could totally sit down and watch this at any point. It's great. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Completely. So, what would you rate this one? I would also give this one, like Kiki's Delivery Service, a 9 out of 10. You know? What about you? 10 out of 10. Yeah. 10 out of 10? Yeah. Like, I still see... Miyazaki stuff as basically perfection in the anime yeah. world, without a doubt. Yeah. Did now, I give Kiki's Slavery Service a 10 out of 10? You did. I don't actually remember. Yeah, you I gave did? Kiki a 10. I did give it a 10. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I would give... I don't know... See, this is a thing that I've been thinking about recently. Is after I watch something, like right after I watch it, I love it to the max. Like, I, I love it so much. And then afterwards, upon reflection, when I've cooled down from, like the emotion of it all, then I can properly analyze it and change ratings and things. I think I would give Kiki and Totoro both nines out of 10. Reason being, I absolutely love them. I think they're fantastic. And I could watch them at any point. And I really do like them. I think they're timeless classics. I I don't know. Something, I don't know that I, I could give them a 10 out of 10. I don't, uh, it's so, like, I, uh, I don't know what it is. You know, uh, okay, so, sorry. If I don't let my heart speak for me, mm-hmm. then just because for nostalgia purposes and everything else, I would say I would also give it a nine. Mm-hmm. But just because of nostalgia purposes and just because like my heart will always and forever adore Chibli films, mm-hmm. that's why I say ten. But realistically, yeah, it's <clears throat> in my opinion, it's a nine. Yeah, like it doesn't truly to me reach the heights of your name in my opinion i put it on the same level as your name and i think it's the same thing with both of them that i've found is that i'm left wanting more 
but not like wanting more in in a in like a oh you know I wish they'd done more kind of way. Yeah, I'm left wanting more in like a I'm ever so slightly unsatisfied. Hmm. Now, are you ready to piss people off? Uh, <laughs> Kiki's delivery oh. service or my neighbor Totoro? Which one is your favorite? Hmm. It's something to really sit back and think about, isn't it? Yeah. Because my first instinct was Kiki, but I think I could watch Totoro more frequently. And that's where I'm at with it, too. Like, I absolutely adored both films, but like I think this is probably my fourth time watching Totoro through, and it still felt just as fresh as the day I first watched it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think Totoro definitely sits at the top of the list of the ones that we've covered so far. But is it my favorite Studio Ghibli film of all time? We may find out at a later date. <laughs> I I can't say that it's my favorite anime film. And I, I can't say that about Kiki either. <laughs> I think that's what's holding me back from a 10. You see, I think that My Neighbor Totoro is my favorite Chibli film, but it's definitely not my favorite anime film. Yeah. I think it's just because they are so sweet and lovely and wholesome and adorable and because of that they have no grit to them and i am a kind of person that really enjoys that struggle and then the satisfaction (laughs) of overcoming that and because of the types of films that they are just the genre that they are they don't have that and they couldn't have that um and yeah i think that's that's what's holding me back is that i need that little bit of that little bit of dirt to to a film or to a series or something to make it good for me um really really good Mm. you know best of the best not that these aren't because they are best of the best for their genre like if i was rating them for their genre 10 out of 10 overall film i just don't think it's enough for me Mm. and one thing i will say is that like neither of them are my favorite chibli film of all time what's your favorite ghibli film of all time spirited away ah okay and I feel like out of the bunch, too, I f- and especially after what you just said, I feel like Spirit Away would also probably be your favorite Chibli film as well. Right. Because it definitely does capture that grittiness or that sense of desperation. Yeah. But also, that's why whenever you suggested Totoro for the next Chibli film, that's whenever I was immediately like, okay, we can do that one. And then Spirit It Away mm-hmm. for the follow-up. Because I, <clears throat> I, I don't know. Like, Spirited Away and Totoro, I feel like I could watch both, Mm -hmm. like, as many times as I want and never get tired of them. Mm -hmm. But also, that's why Totoro is a very close second for my favorite Chibli film of all time. Mm -hmm. But Spirited Away is just, like, it's it just captures a lot more in its essence of what it is as a film. Yeah. One thing I will say that I, I genuinely appreciate about Totoro is that I can't say that Totoro nor Cat Bus are cute when they're smiling uh they're they're pretty scary um and i actually really appreciate that because i grew up with a lot of children's books and mythical creatures and fairy tales and spirits and and fairies and and ents and demons and dragons and and all of this kind of stuff that weren't pretty or cute um in the traditional sense um Mm -hmm. that were good guys um and so i i enjoy seeing that in films and stuff because you don't often see it like in in disney if you have a a a hero or like a good creature they're always cute you know you never have an ugly good creature Um, Mm and although totoro is adorable when he's got his mouth closed when he's showing his teeth he's like 
pretty scary. Um, <laughs> and you see, that's the thing. Like, whenever he smiles or whatever, I definitely wouldn't say cute, but adorable is no. something that I would say because it is like, yeah, it's just got the He's biggest adorable. grin. So it's it's absolutely adorable, but cute, nah, yeah. fam. <laughs> no, yeah, and I really appreciate that because, like, um, yeah, I grew up reading original fairy tales. I grew up reading, you know, the kind of Cinderella stories where um they had their heels cut off to fit in the shoe, and the crows pecked their eyes out and blinded them. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. That was what I grew up with. Um, and although it's not that extreme, um, it's it's nice to see elements of original fairy tales and and spirited stories that I know they have in Japanese culture as well that aren't pretty stories uh, because they're there for for moral purposes and and all of that kinds of stuff and to teach lessons. Um, and I I think that's kind of hinted at in the fact that both Catbus and Totoro are. Um, not exactly the cutest of creatures. Mm. Um, uh, and it kind of is like a, a nudge to that, like a, a little a little wink to that. And I do appreciate that. I can, I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. So on the complete opposite end of fairy tales and all that other stuff, should this so happen to be episode 14, are you ready to hear what episode 15 will be? I am. So you are a person of science you enjoy your studying of science so i do dr stone would be my next pick for the podcast oh that's exciting okay yeah because you haven't seen it right no i haven't so dr stone was an anime that came out last year and i immediately fell in love with it its animation style is distinct to its own Mm -hmm. and it's Basically, a premise of the show is you're in modern-day Japan, and a catastrophe happens that turns all human life on the planet to stone. And they stay permanently turned to stone for over 3,000 years. And one day, our main protagonist gets unturned to stone due to some natural elements. Mm -hmm. And so he is a huge science lover. Like, he's probably one of the smartest people on the planet, but he's a Mm -hmm. 17-year-old, and he has to try to survive, and with him being a huge science nerd, he wants to rebuild life on the planet and wants to go to the moon, because he is just fascinated with space and fascinated with the moon. Yeah. But a lot of the... And the reason I figured you would like this, because it takes a lot of, like, scientific principles and follows things, like, very true to life. Like some of the stuff they come up with are real, like natural processes and how like certain things are legitimately made. I'm not going to spoil what because they're like massive things in the show, but I I think you'll enjoy it. Like this is definitely the most exciting prospect that I think I've given you from my perspective. Because knowing how much yeah, knowing how much you enjoy science, I was so excited to propose this one to you. Like, oh, she's. She's going to love it. Like, this is going to be my one knockout of the park of things I could suggest. <laughs> well, I'm already starting to think about, like, how the world, like, how nature would have evolved in the time periods of all human life being turned to stone. And then 3,000 years passing by, all of the infrastructure that we would have built, like, would have been completely overtaken by nature. How would that nature have evolved during that time period? And what buildings would still be standing? Like, what what... Ah, I'm fascinated. I'm already, my brain's like going already. Oh yeah. And you will find answers to 
all of those things whenever you watch it. I'm stoked. I'm actually really excited. So. But yeah, I guess we should wrap this up. (laughs) Yes. So you can follow the absolutely lovely Blue Lavender on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Blue Lavender with an A. Then you can also find her on Instagram and Twitter at Blue Lavender STM, also with an A. Yeah, and uh, you can also find Brad on Instagram um, at Brad Carter Gaming. You can also find him running his Instagram for uh, Prickly the Cactus, which we mentioned earlier on in the podcast, um, at The Adorable Prick. Um, and he is also sometimes on Twitch, Brad Carter Gaming. Yes. And or Brad Carter. Are you Brad Carter on Twitch or Brad Carter Gaming? Brad Carter Gaming. Gaming. Yes. Got to add yes. the gaming in there because I... Got to have the gaming in there. I don't know what else I would do on Twitch. I definitely don't do art. I don't want to do that. No. No, I don't want oh, people making fun of... he is a very talented of... artist. Uh, that's debatable. A talented artist. You can check out his art on the website at bnbanime.com. Ah, yes. You can also check out the blues art and stationery that she makes at bnbanime.com. Stationery not quite out yet. Working on it. But yes. But you can see adorable photos, right? Yes. Are there photos up on the website? I can't remember. There are photos on the website of our art. Oh, see? Then yeah, you can find all of that on the website at Anime. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we also have... YouTube pages set up both for the podcast at BNB Anime and also one for all of our joint voiceover projects at BNB yes. Projects. Yes, and we will have more content coming to that YouTube channel soon. So get hyped, get excited. Yes. Um, yeah, lots to come for that. And then, but outside of that, I think, oh, wait, no. Blue runs an absolutely adorable Instagram as well at the best Tilly Bean. <laughs> I do, although I haven't posted there for a while. I need to post. But we've been having some um, dog circumstances <laughs> recently. So, yeah, uh, everything is fine. But, um, yeah, had some had some bumps in the road um, with uh, a couple of health things for our nearly 17-year-old uh, Bichon. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of where my mind's been with dog situations. Uh, so, yeah, I do need to post on the Instagram. All the hugs. That's been kind of felt the background. Yes, hugs for the doggo. Although he doesn't really like hugs, he prefers to just sit under the piano and sleep. <laughs> then all the treats, all the all the piano naps, all the piano naps, all the piano naps. We can do piano naps. He's on a special diet now, so again, treats probably not the best thing, but piano naps we can do. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So I think that wraps us up for this week. So. Thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. You all are the best. Next week, you have Dr. Stone. (laughs) So, yeah, thank you all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. We'll catch y'all next week. Bye-bye. Bye.